What's up? I'm here and I'm all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's talk about what's been happening. You've been going out, enjoying the sun. I've been trying to, you know, working on that East Coast time right now, so we get done early 2 p.m. We get to enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah. Love it's it. It's been great. It's been great. What the weather's getting warmer, so you know, summer vibes. I like that. And I know we had a chance to go watch Nigeria recently. Mm, yeah, interesting, interesting game and interesting events around the game. <laughs> I think we, that's definitely the first thing we're going to talk about, so let's just hop right into it. I mean, it was a man in Nigeria lost. I mean, I don't even know who I was rooting for, to be honest. Like, being Canadian and Nigerian at the same time, you know, it is what it is, but... The home country, Nigeria, so I guess Nigeria is the home country, lost 2-0, mm. right? Um, so obviously emotions were a little bit high as well. Um, I mean, one thing I noticed when I walked in was, you know, the rising sun flag right behind us there, um, which is fine, like, which is fine, you know. It's okay for people to put their beliefs out there, protest, whatever you want to do, do that peacefully, right? But, I mean, I feel like the there was a turn... The event took a turn with, you know, certain comments that were being made and, you know, certain acts that were being portrayed out there. I mean, you were there, right? So what do you, what do you think? I was there. It went from being a kind of act that was making me indifferent mm. to one that made me really uncomfortable. Mm. You know, it's one of those things that I'm there, I'm just chilling, I, I'm trying to enjoy the game, right? We all paid to be in there. And... Uh, even though the Falcons ended up losing, you know they went to Victoria again and they and they, they drew the game two two. I think. Yeah, yeah, I saw that yeah. they drew the game. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't lose twice in the space of a week, which is kind of good. But yeah, um, all the noise making, the chanting, the drumming, and the cursing out people who went on their side, mm. I thought that was over the top. Yeah, I mean it's one thing to come and support your cause. It's another thing to, you know, start abusing people there, making certain comments like you know. We all came there to support Nigeria, but then to make comments like, oh, the team is actually, you know, Biafra, or damn Nigerians, and damn um, the country. And, like, you know, especially when they're losing yeah. as well, there's no need to, like, start using insultive languages, you yeah. know. When they kind of pretty much cursed us out for supporting them, and they said nothing good ever came out of Nigeria. Yeah. You know, one of, one of our friends, I think it was him, was like, oh, so are you accounting for the fact that even you, as something that came out of Nigeria, is not a good thing, you know? Mm. But it, it got really uncomfortable. And I think one of the better things we did was not engage them the whole time. Even mm. though on our way out, we tried to talk and educate, edu- you know, learn and also educate them on, on our perspective. Yeah, another thing is, is the fact that I think, like, like you're, yes, you're protesting something, but you're protesting it in an environment where it makes no difference. Like no impact. Zero impact. No, no impact, exactly. Because you're doing it in the Canadian station, like the cameras did not, like, went over them, I suppose, but they probably did that on purpose. I think right? they avoided us on purpose because the, yeah. they were right behind us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the camera would go around but never come to that end. And it's like, okay, you're only antagonizing the other Nigerians there, like, insulting them, abusing them. These are not the people that control anything, right? If you feel that strongly about it, you know, you can go to Abuja and protest. Yeah. Right? Rather than 
you know, destroying someone else's enjoyment of uh, just a, a regular day. I think it was a Friday, right? It I was. Think. Yeah, it just was. a regular Friday rather than, you know, lump everything and insult all the other Nigerians that are there, right? Including people from all regions, right? Because it wasn't just um, the people from, you know, south, um, east, west, around that. Maybe not so many northerners, but like everywhere else in the country, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's... I don't want to get too political in 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 my analysis or anything, but I'm just like you know, if you come together, do the support together. If you have something to say, do it through the right channels, use the right words. You know, no violence, no insults. Yeah. You know, be straightforward about it. Yeah, no, honestly, it felt to me like yeah, it was a waste of time because they were. I think someone even bragging on about how they flew out from Toronto to come all the way just to curse people out at the game. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's supposed to be a bragging right or if it's um, just foolishness. I, w- I will say, though, that I was kind of disappointed with everything because that of all the ways to handle that scenario and how to express yourself, they picked what was probably the absolute worst way, mm. you know, to make a fool of themselves, to make everybody else really, really... Um, Maybe not just uncomfortable, because I don't want to sound like someone who's just being spoiled, like, hey, you made me uncomfortable. No, it's just a case of you try to ruin the night for everyone who was rightfully there as well. I had a right to be there, you know, just as as much as you did. And if there's anybody who wants to, you know, talk about this and share, you know, deeper insight about this, you can reach us, you know, on on our Instagram. Yeah. The fact that these were older men as well, that's another thing as well. There's, like, I guess men in their 40s, 50s. Probably even 60, I don't even know, like, yeah, there's so much older men. Much older, yeah. yeah, and, I mean, I understand the plight that Eastern Nigerians have gone through in the past, right? Uh, even till today, right? Like, back in the, during the Civil War, all of those things, and even to today, there's still a lot of discrimination, and we know how hard it is for an East, Eastern person to become a, uh, a president of the country, right? That, that's a difficult task, which I'm not even sure is possible, mm-hmm. right? Because of how the climate is in the country, uh, the political cri- climate, right? But I understand the fact, but I mean, there's ways to do this thing. There's ways, there's ways around it, um, especially not insulting just regular citizens that don't even live in the country. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Most of us don't have strong ties. Ta- yeah, as, do you know what I mean? As yeah. much yeah. as people who are like yeah, we're not invested in, in what the outcome. So why, like, abuse us or attack us? Or you know, create that discomfort in the area. No, we're not the ones you know changing policy. Yeah. Right. Direct your your thoughts to where it should be going. Right. There's honestly really a lot that could be said about this. This could be like an entire episode. Yeah. But I think we should just move to a lighter note. Yeah, let's go on to lighter things. Yeah. To lighter things. I heard about Netflix, man. They're losing subscribers. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's, yeah. I it's mean, the first time in I think nine years that that's happened to them, and they lost two hundred thousand yeah. in there. Estimating to lose another two million in Q two twenty twenty two. That's crazy. The prices keep going on, and people don't want to keep paying these, you know, crazy prices. And yeah. you know the funny thing, I don't see this, but a lot of people tell me. For me, Netflix content is fine, right? I I feel like they have a lot of content. They have different categories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But a lot of people are saying that the content is not is is B class at best, very mediocre content. Mm. And I've heard this from more than a few people. So if yeah. a lot of people are saying that, it's like, okay, why am I going to keep paying so much for content that I consider not so good? Because if you compare it, yes, Netflix has a lot of quantity. Mm-hmm. If you compare it to like, you know, HBO, Craven HBO type of thing, or, or Apple TV, yeah. or um, Disney Plus, the, the quality of the content is probably not as high as those 
those providers, right? Yeah. Those providers have less less content, but they have more quality, right? Yeah. So maybe people are willing to pay more for the quality instead, the way you see Netflix losing subscribers. But who 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 knows what it is? And now they want to bring in ads. <laughs> yes, they're gonna start experimenting with ads on a lower tier price because mm. they know going up to twenty one dollars, you know, or whatever per month, it's it's gonna be a stretch for a lot of their current customers, mm. and they want to play around with it because. It, some services have been successful with it. I think mm. Hulu does this crazy thing where ever so often the price drops to like a dollar or two dollars per month, mm. <laughs> but they bombard you with with a, like a ton of ads. I mean, so, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I feel like once I'm paying for my subscription, I don't want any ads. Yes. Like, not. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm paying lower and then I still get ads. Like, no, zero ads. Especially now that we're so used to, like, streaming. Yeah. Where we're watching, we're binging on episodes or watching things straight. Yeah. Without interruptions. I don't know how, how the market will respond to that. But, I mean, they supposedly have their experts, right? So, let's see how they, they turn it out and let's see how that comes up. I, I, I agree with that sentiment. My thing is, I do not like ads for any reason whatsoever. Mm. Like, it doesn't, it's not I've something st- I want to see on you know, I've, I've stopped entire YouTube videos. Like, there's sometimes, like, there's been ads. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, done watching this done video. Watching this. Yeah. It went out just because of the ads. That's how yeah. annoying I find them. So, for me, it's, it's two things. When I'm watching YouTube, I think most of the time I want to watch on my computer with an ad blocker so nothing comes up, right? Mm. But on mobile, because the apps are integrated, there's almost no way to really block it unless you yeah, get like okay. another third-party app that you pay for or whatever. But the catch now is when I'm watching live TV sometimes, just randomly, I don't mind seeing some of those ads because mm. it's live TV, right? It's not streaming. So if I'm watching, say, Sky News or whatever, and I see a random UK commercial for like a service mm. that I've never seen before and it's funny, I appreciate it. But what YouTube does, and I think the worst of the worst is on Twitter, mm. where someone posts like a five-second clip but to watch the five second clip, exactly. you have to watch a twenty second ad or something. I'm like, I and then also there's the frequency. Like YouTube, with YouTube, I think YouTube for me is the frequency of the ads. Yeah, it's like you're watching a twenty minute video. Every five minutes, it's just like, ad, like ad, ad, spam ad, you with ad. It. Yeah, yeah, it's like come on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then do the ads where it's like one of two, two of two, where so you can't two. even skip it. You have to you watch can't the whole. Skip, yeah. It's almost nah. like yeah, forcing, just like forcing you to. I think YouTube down. is actually doing this on purpose. I think they really want people to subscribe to what's it called premium YouTube because yeah. the ads, and especially now creator content creators, yeah, they will bombard you ads. They will put ads in every little place in every video just so they can make video. money. <laughs> and it's like, okay, if you're gonna add, put ads in video, trust me, I'm not gonna be watching your content. Yes. And that's, and that's funny you say with YouTube and um, like how they might be trying to just force it down people's throats. I just kind of reminded me of what you said about Netflix having a lot of content compared to like HBO. I think YouTube is a mother load of content because mm-hmm. just on a daily basis, I wonder how many millions of hours of content are yeah. uploaded to YouTube. Yeah. So it's, it's a rabbit hole in itself. And I think they know what they have and they will just try and maximize profit for those who don't have like ad blockers like myself or people who don't know how to circumvent especially like with the whole reality um, thing as well like that's why Netflix now is doing a lot of reality shows because yeah. that's what people are hungry for they're hungry for that sort of content and YouTube has that has real life experiences people you know yeah. going about their regular business and recording it there's a video for anything you want to watch yeah. our baits if you want to watch TV shows that sort of thing on YouTube then the quality may not be as as good because you know they're not investing money into making those shows as people with their phones or you know doing videos and whatnot but still you find a lot like i mean awkward black girl you know that was from that was a youtube show right yeah before she went on to do um 
what's it called? Um, Disarray. Disarray, yeah. Yeah. Um, insecure, right? Insecure, yeah. But, like, those are the things that, you know, brought her up. So that's, that's there for sure. But, I mean, we got to do something about these ads, man. There's too much of them. Yeah, I, I, I think so far, in terms of no ads, my favorite streaming platforms will probably be HBO Max, Apple TV+, mm-hmm. Plus, obviously Netflix, easy. But let's see what it's like. I feel like they're being forced into a position they've never been before. They've held the, the crown. They've been at the throne, the upper echelon of streaming wars for the longest time. Mm. Disney, HBO, and everybody's knocking at their door right now. And they're oh, you know, yeah. offering packages that are too hard to turn down. Like, hey, we're Disney, but we also own ESPN. So if you subscribe, yeah, exactly. you'll get Hulu, you know? And Disney is so big. Like, they have Marvel, all these things that they yeah. can attract more subscribers are, and they can in the short term at least they can afford to even fund Disney Plus at a loss mm-hmm. right before they start making money yeah. right? but if you look at I don't know how long maybe studios like HBO is going to last because HBO shows are expensive like they if you are. watch HBO shows the quality of their shows yeah. those shows are expensive to make they have yeah. another one I think Julia right now is on the HBO I think that's a HBO show um, it's a story about Julia Child which yeah. was, she was like, kind of like one of the first TV chefs Oh, yeah. in America back in the day so there's a show going on about her as well right I think for HBO they, they have an I don't want to say an infinite pool of cash but they keep mm. getting acquired by companies that seem to be poorer than them at mm. some point you know AT&T Time Warner uh, merger came on mm. now they've been bought by Discovery did you know oh really yeah Discovery Media just picked up Warner so it's like now they just been Where's picked Discovery up Discovery getting that money from? exactly <laughs> how did Discovery make all the billions to come and knock on HBO's door and like we want to buy Warner Media so now essentially they've been scooped up again so I think it's something I might be wrong it's just like a weird theory mm. where the executives are very very okay with like quick cash over long term gains mm. and for every buyout it's like they get their share their profit share or whatever yeah. and I feel like that's probably what is happening but now HBO has just had another potential f- you know cash machine for like the next three seasons of Dance with Dragons or Dance with Dragons the new HBO uh, oh, yeah, Game, of Game of Thrones yeah. yeah I think I think it's a dancer I'm looking forward to that one like, <laughs> yeah I'll be subscribing HBO but Definitely. that's another thing that when you think about subscription like a lot of people subscribe for a particular show a and show then after that they just cancel yeah. right like I know I've done that I did that for I think Billions when Billions was out, like, subscribe for, for the season of Billions and then, you know, cut it off as <laughs> it was done because, like, I'm like, that's it. I'm done watching. I'm going to go back to Netflix or whatever oh, or wherever I was watching, right? And I, I mean, guess that's something Netflix needs to improve on. They never advertise, like, an animal plan. Yeah. They are comfortable with you coming and going as you please, but they should have a subsidized animal plan where they, they can subsidize it and also hook you for, like, the entire year. Yeah. Because now they, they're just like monthly only it's hard for people to even like plan it's not like people mm-hmm. like to plan on, on an animal basis that could be like like that zone for example is a sports premium package because mm-hmm. I want to watch Premier League and Champions League like I want to pay one time and not have to think about it yeah. right? and another thing that I think might help Netflix in terms of like this whole mess with subscriber accounts is sports because think about how Apple brought Major League Baseball of all things like Apple's into going into sports mm-hmm. now Disney already had their package in ESPN and I think a lot of people fell in love with Formula One over the past year because of Netflix. Mm-hmm. F1 is such a big sport. And the, the, the power of sport is that on like TV shows and brands, sport has a way to like go into people's souls because it's recurring. It's something that you relate to ever so often. It's like your personal identity. When you support your club, whether it's like Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, whatever, it becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
F1 is something that's, I don't know if they can afford it. I don't know if they have that kind of cash. But if they were to get like one premium sport package mm-hmm. and integrate it with Netflix, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to help them with this free fall. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, talking about streaming services, talking about shows, everything, that brings me to my most exciting thing right now, Severance, Ooh. Apple TV. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that, go watch that. It's an interesting concept. If you like to watch complicated shows like, you know, intense storylines, um, I think mind bending, if you may. <laughs> maybe mind bending, but not so mind bending as you think, because I think a lot of that is a lot of that show is actually based in reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like the show is, you know, essentially like this is not a spoiler because it is what the show is. Like you know, you go to work, and then at work you're completely different, mm-hmm. and when you leave work, the person from work doesn't know what the person outside of work is doing, nice. and the person outside of work doesn't know what the person inside is doing, even yeah. though they're the same individual. Right. And it kind of tells you points to you know sort of like the life that we have now where we're totally different per- people at work. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, I know personally, I know I'm not the same person at work. I don't relate to coworkers the same way I relate to my friends outside work. A lot of people outside my work, in my work, don't know what my private life is like. Do you know what I mean? I agree. And even people in your private life as well don't know technically who you are at work or what's going on, what you, you know what you're doing there a lot of the time. So it's like it mirrors real life as well. Like, I find it very interesting and it's the, it's the fact that the person outside wants to keep going back to work because you know, you got bills to pay, you got this, but the person at work too is not necessarily happy there, right? So it's like you go, you grind for eight hours, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm gone, and that's when you get your break, right? I agree. Lock everything out. So it's it's interesting concept how they came up with that, and I think it's based on the book, right? Or I think it is actually based on a book. And for me, one of the more peculiar things about it was the first, I think, three or four episodes were directed by Ben Stiller. Mm. And people don't talk about him as a director as much as an actor, right? Mm. I think he did, like, was it Night at the Museum or something? Yeah, yeah. But as a director, he did The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And he cast Oh, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, it's that such a good, a good movie, film. Yeah. And he also directed this main character, what's his name? Adam Scott, the same yeah. guy who plays the main character on Severance. Okay. Yeah. So Ben still already has experience directing this guy as, as a talent. And I'm watching this this show like all oh, this, the the in, the design is so good. Mm. The green is something that stays with you. When you like in terms of color palette, like yeah. you watch that show and you walk away, you still remember the green and how how like powerful green pops in that show. So it's something that I'm five episodes in. I, I've not gone as, as far as you have, yeah. but for every episode, for every turning point, for every new revelation, you know, obviously no spoilers on here. This is something. I highly recommend, especially, you don't even have to work from home to, like, relate to it. If yeah. you have a job or a place you go to yeah. where you relate with people differently from how you normally would, yeah. just 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 take a stab at it. Yeah, and it's interesting, the corporate culture as well, like, they try to ex- they show you yeah. what corporate, corporate America, mostly, yeah. let's say North America, because it's, it's certainly the same thing in both America, Canada, whatever, and how everything is so controlled, you know, Sometimes you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing at work, which is an interesting point exactly. in the show. Like, they're doing this, but why are they doing this job? They're like, they tell you, okay, this is what you got to do, you got to do. But why? What is the impact? Why am I doing why this? You, there's what is the, the, the big bosses are somewhere far off. No one sees them. You just exactly. hear what they say and what they do. They send you just a mass email, exist, right? you know, and it's just like, okay, why is this? And then even the further reach where the company tries to even control your life outside work. You know, a lot of times you have HR things like, oh, where, you know, wherever you are, you're a representative of this company, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't get drunk. You can't. Like, there's a lot of different things that, that tie into it, which is, I, I find that really interesting and just a lot to think about in terms of corporate culture yeah. and, and essentially how we're living our lives 
um, in this in this modern age, and which is why I feel like Gen Z come through, man. I think they're trying to break away. They're trying to, you know, break that concept and do something yeah. else, right? So I'm interested to see how Gen Z is gonna um, essentially tackle the working life because work uh, they're not gonna be sitting down like we're doing. Like, no, um, they won't. You know, first of all, you know, remote workers basically come in now. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's never gonna go back to full time. Right, right. Um, so I wonder, I want to see how when they get there, when they're in charge, what it's gonna be like for them. I'm sure it's right. gonna be a series of experiments and pivots mm. because they're gonna make a lot of mistakes. You know, what, the culture that we ended up doing up until this very moment that the pandemic changed everything for us mm. was something that had been happening. I want to say post World War Two. And so it's something that's really been ingrained in society, not just in how we work, but how we live, because mm. it affects the whole cycle. But now that they want to upend all of this, because not because they want to, but it's how their life is, pretty much, because that's how the world sees them, and that's how they see the world. I'm curious to see how many pivots they're going to make in terms of, is it going to be more hybrid culture? Is it going to be fully remote culture? Yeah. Is it going to be one where they want to just do eight hours a week, or is yeah. it like 30 hours a week? Yeah, I mean, definitely not going to be... What, what I think is that we're, we're moving towards hybrid, but I don't think we're going to see a fully remote. And I'll tell you why. So if you if you look at what's going on right now in the world, the government, companies want everyone going back out there, right, to work. They know they can't make us... They can't do this full-time thing anymore. They know that we've seen that we can do this at home. We're more productive. But the reason why... This brings us, you know, bringing us back to the pandemic and essentially everything opening up, Right. Want people to go back because of businesses. There's a lot of businesses that survive on the fact that you're going to work every day. Like you know, you step out, you're paying for for transit, that goes to someone's paycheck. Um, you buy a coffee from Starbucks in the morning, that goes to someone's paycheck. You get lunch at the cafeteria, that goes to someone's paycheck. You know what I mean? You pay maybe you drive downtown, you pay for parking, that goes to the city, goes to someone's paycheck, etc. etc. There's so much economics going on from the fact that you're going to work, right? You go to work and you spend money every single day, you buy two dollar coffee, you buy a lunch for ten bucks, you buy like all of these things together. The businesses around all these companies, they survive on that, right? So yes. Um, we're not going to be fully remote, that's for sure. But they're going to want us to go back to support this business at least a little bit. And then, obviously, they know we're going to push back. So hybrid is where we're heading, right? Yeah. So, okay, you can't go to full time, but at least go three times a week, stay home two times. Or maybe they might make our working week shorter if they want us to go full time. Maybe we might start seeing three-day weekends. It's already been experimented with in, in certain companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, did a, I did an interview for a gaming company recently. They do four days a week. Nice. Right? So there's a lot of, even countries in, in Europe, North uh, Scandinavia, they're already experimenting with four-day working weeks, right? So we can see that, you know, less like that. sort of time at the office. And possibly increased productivity, because the guys that have done it so far, they said productivity has increased, surprisingly, right? I wouldn't be surprised, really. Exactly. So with what you said about the economics of going to work and how it helps, mm-hmm. you know, other businesses and people, I feel like it's definitely very, very key to how companies will try to incentivize coming back to the office. Exactly. You know? So imagine if a company is already leasing typically ten floors, yeah. They're gonna let five of them go because they yeah. know not everybody's coming in every time. Yeah. Then whatever money they save in letting those five floors go, they can maybe 
strike some kind of deal with a pastry shop mm. where if you come in on Tuesdays, you get a free bun or whatever, you get it for this. So people might look forward, I'm not saying look forward to a bun, ride, ride the train 40 minutes just to go get a bun, but yeah. those little but things. something, yeah. You know, and then obviously the human aspect of it, seeing some of your colleagues, um, trying to them. I personally don't care too much about that, <laughs> but like, I'm good to see them on scenes. But like, a lot of people want to have that, you know, water cooler conversations, yeah. um, hanging out, this and that, you know. IRL. Um, but yeah, we we probably those are some of the pushes for going back. But in terms of productivity, like working at home is more. I can tell you personally, I am more productive at home because, for example, since I started my my new position now, I work Toronto time. I'm in BC. I work Toronto time, so I'm starting work six six thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that there's not a single day that I've taken lunch. I've never taken lunch break because I work. By the time it's my lunch, it's already time for me to sort of like go home. But yeah. I can bet you, if I was in the office. Take right. a walk. I would definitely take my breaks. Yeah. Like I'll take that one hour lunch. I'll go yeah. do whatever. I'll probably procrastinate. I'll probably talk to someone in the desk. But here I'm sitting down doing my work, laser focused for like how many hours. Even when you're not laser focused, you have a break, you're still checking something else out, looking at your emails and it's so like my my work is a lot more productive. That's just how it is. And that that's something you can't take away from people that work from home, being more productive. Because yeah. you're not waking up so early, going traveling to work, right? Losing the hour. To go in is an hour to coming back. That's two hours. You have time to work. Your health is to work out. Your health, your health is better as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these little things that I feel like the advantages come on. So they definitely can't cut it away from us completely. Yeah. Right. Especially with multitasking, I want to put myself in the shoe of like maybe parents with like three kids or whatever. During the holiday season, you're just still walk while working. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to worry too much about all these things, the headache you normally have on your commute because mm-hmm. who's gonna take care of the kids? Where the kids gonna be at? grandparents coming in for like a, a month just because you know they're on holiday and they have to be at work yeah and so you can have them play in the den or something when you're on your google me calls or something. yeah for sure yeah so there's, there's all those things so i mean in summary watch severance <laughs> exactly <laughs> watch severance and then yeah, you can empathize more with all this stuff um, yeah watch severance let us know what y'all think like you can comment on instagram posts and stuff yeah and um Speaking of work and commute, things have been opening up lately. Uh, I think in the U.S. now, a lot of carriers do not even require, I think it's a federal government uh, mandate, they don't require you to wear your masks in flights anymore. So mm. how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been on a flight yet since, when was the last time I was on a flight? I feel like it was last year, maybe. Yeah, last yeah. year was the last time I was on a flight. The mask, I, I don't know, indifferent, to be honest, like, I feel like now people go on, on you know, on the SkyTrain, mm. on other less sanitary sort of like transportation mm. where they don't require a mask. So it's like, is there really a point to the mask on the plane? I'm not so sure. Right? I think for me, it's one of those phobias of, I know the train yeah. is packed with people. However, I think in terms of spread, the cluster of, let's say, between downtown and maybe King George or whatever is not as international as maybe someone flying in from another country where there might be an outbreak. Because I know right now as I speak, there's a new outbreak in China, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of quarantining. And even though the mask mandate hasn't lifted, apparently people are still actively wearing their masks, even though they know they don't have to. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things now where people are like almost associating uh, the airport and and flights with with masks, almost like muscle memory, because we've been through it, mm. you know, for so long. I feel like on my next trip, I very likely will be wearing a mask, maybe a comfortable one, especially 
if it's long haul, but even for the short haul flights, it's always nice to have a comfortable mask. You almost forget to stare after some time. Yeah, for sure. But again, yeah, it's like it's the I don't know. Like I'm not a scientist, but what's the science behind it? Yeah, is if you know, especially like let's not even take international flights into into consideration. Let's just say local. What's the difference between taking a local flight from here to Toronto and taking a train from New West to downtown Vancouver or taking the bus yeah. within downtown Vancouver, right? Which is more packed. People are touching, grabbing the poles. You're also grabbing those. You're holding on so you don't fall down. You know, you're close to people face-to-face breathing as opposed to the plane where there's at least some barriers between you guys, yeah. right? And, you know, there's the air-conditioned circulation, which apparently helps things as well. So, I mean, I don't really know. But, I mean, let's see where we're going with this. Like, I feel like COVID is here to stay. Like, I feel like... It's the new flu. It is a new flu. flu Maybe take shots early <laughs> or something, but I mean, there's not much we can do in terms of getting rid of it. Unless someone, you know, some super genius finds a cure, which I doubt is going to happen with the way the virus mutates, right? Yeah, it keeps so mutating. We'll, we'll see how that goes, right? But it is what it is. Whatever rules they make, make the rules. Like, I'm tired at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mask, no mask, like, whatever. Yeah. I think for me, the fact that it lifted the mask mandate in the province and in most other provinces... It's just been like a breath of fresh air, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just getting to getting to the provinces for the most part. They like traveling by air in Canada. I think you still have to wear the mask. Uh, I have no idea because I haven't even flown. Yeah. Um, probably still because I think there's still federal mandates because I think government um, institutions like Service Canada stuff like you have to wear a mask when you go there. Yeah. So I think those still have mandates still for masks yeah, probably yeah. in terms of flying. But yeah. yeah, I mean even testing now is like. Sometimes I wonder if it makes sense because, like, you have to test before you go on the plane mm-hmm. to fly to the states. For example, well, if you're driving through the border, you don't need to do a test. Yeah, which right. Me, so I it's like, yeah, I can go on the border, fly on the plane in the states, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> come back, come like, back. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, one one um one lift, one relaxation, one one thing after the other. At some point, things are gonna mostly go back to normal. Yeah, I guess yeah, because I mean. It's not a life that we can li- live like as human beings consistently in this cage and like it's not very good like you can see the mental health impacts that it's had over the last yeah. two years right so it's not something that we can actually do continuously for a short while yeah mm-hmm. but i'm not sure how for how long we can take it right so yeah i think one of the things we just need to figure out is how to get a chance to take breaks you know relax and Enjoy holidays in case you have more than one. Lucky you, holiday trifecta. How do you feel about all the back to back? You know, Easter well, came. And then coming, what yeah. other holidays do we have coming up? We've got May long coming up as well. I think June is when we don't have any, um, any holidays. But this Easter one was pretty good because it was a Friday off for me. Yeah. So it felt longer than usually when you'd have a Monday off mm-hmm. for some reason, right? So it was. I still think we need more holidays. I'll be honest. Like in this country, we don't have enough. Like in the UK, a lot of people get 20, 20 days, twenty five days, um, just to start in like in vacation. We only get like most people. I'm I'm lucky I get more than that, but most people actually have just ten days, like two weeks here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, that's like if I had that now, I'll be really upset. Like two weeks is not enough for me. Like I remember when I had two two weeks back in an old job a few years back. Like I was like, Mm-mm, that's not really, that's not really for me. Well, yeah, I mean, speaking of trifecta, like, this weekend, I don't know when last when the, when was the last time that happened, but it was a holy trifecta. 
So we had Easter, we had Ramadan, we had Passover for for Jewish people. So mm-hmm. you know there was Iftar going on, people breaking the fast. There was Easter dinner going on, <laughs> and there was also Passover feast going on. So it's like three in all in one, all faiths. That's yeah. all the Abra- Abrahamic uh, religions or faiths. Yeah. yeah, basically having all this. So that was interesting to see. Um, uh, like yeah, I, I don't think I've seen because I think last Ramadan was maybe like in June. Um, Easter is usually between April and May, right? So, depending on the year. So yeah. this was interesting to see that everything was kind of like all together. All together. Yeah. So you, I mean, thankfully, I got Friday and Monday off. So it was, it was a weird thing for me to actually have that much time off. Oh, like I, I was, need, I need that. It will never be weird for me. I was trying to adjust to not like doing a lot of stuff, which is kind of weird because the idea of going away is to be able to like relax and unwind you know mm-hmm. so I, I had to learn how to do that while on this trip because all I had to think about was what I was going to go do next on the computer at work or something you know mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I feel you on that one yeah but definitely definitely a good weekend because I remember after Friday I was like oh wow we still have Saturday coming up because we're off the whole Friday yeah. so it felt really good it felt really good um, hopefully I think we have another one where it's a Friday I think Canada Day maybe a Friday I uh, if I remember correctly, I think Canada is a Friday this year. So, I mean, that would be another good one. You should probably plan a trip for that one. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, July 1st is a, is a Friday. So we're going to have Friday off uh, nice. on that day, and then we're going to have Saturday, Sunday. But, yeah, that, that would be a good weekend to just get away. Maybe go to the States. Yeah. See what's going on down there. See what's changed. <laughs> See what's changed. And get one of those cheap flights, right? And just Yeah, or even just drive down, to be honest. True. Like, drive across the border and see what's going on, right? Sure. One thing we haven't talked about, I think is definitely worth a mention, is Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter. <laughs> Elon, my boy. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what the idea behind it for him is. Yeah. What he wants to accomplish with Twitter, but I mean, interesting that it just shows you as well again where the shows how much power the board sort of holds by the shareholders in the company. Mm. That should be it, just shows you like the power dynamics, even in a democratic society today, where it's like, okay, the people should have more power mm-hmm. in terms of voting, but then you find there's a small upper echelon of people, maybe a few senators that say this is what the people want, and, they, <laughs> and then they vote, vote based on that. That's not really the case. So, I mean, I think he did a poll saying who should have the power to vote, you know, on selling Twitter shares and stuff like that on, twi- on Twitter, people yeah. or, or the board. But yeah, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with it anyways, but yeah. interesting to see how that, how that flies. I've seen takes where it's like, it's just too much, it's going to be too much stress for him, very little reward. Because mm-hmm. if you think about the other businesses involved in like SpaceX, they literally go to space, mm-hmm. Tesla changing the car industry and the electric car industry in general as a whole and solar city you know where they put solar panels on roofs and whatnot twitter is more free speech versus the people versus this and versus that where mm. it's gonna give you so much of a headache that's probably not even worth it because what twitter is gonna generate in revenue is probably not what up to what tesla will do in a couple of weeks right mm. and so but yeah i mean so one thing is he buying it and running it or is he buying it and 
letting someone else run it or yeah that's that's an interesting question i really don't know i don't know if you would want to be ceo because they already have a ceo since jack so jack dorsey stepped down yeah it's not like there's a void but it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna be a headache to own but then you should know one thing about billionaires is on their shopping list they're always going to control the media right jeff bezos bought washington post Mm -hmm. um i'm not surprised that Mr. Musk may want to control the internet narrative on the guise of him trying to get the edit button for Twitter. But that's the place where news breaks the fastest. That's where news mm-hmm. is quickly spread the most. So uh, as somebody who controls as many companies as he owns and is always in the narrative, always in the discussion, whether manipulating markets by tweets <laughs> or getting in trouble with the SEC, I guess this might be his own way of like tackling all that stuff by being chairman of, owner of, CEO of, boss of Twitter. Oh yeah, we'll see about that. We'll I did see something else where he's like, "Those." Sorry, just a little segue from that as well, where he was saying he doesn't own any homes, and he's literally couch, couch surfing whenever he's in the Bay Area. That doesn't think apart from the plane that he owns. <laughs> His homes are not only like when he goes to where he just you know spends a few time, few times in his friends you know rooms guest rooms around. I'm just like really. Interesting. What about his? Two hundred ninety billion. Or how much is it worth now? What about his kids though? I mean, I have no idea. But I mean, home? even if he's his saying doesn't know, okay, boohoo, is on. Okay, you don't have any home, so what? You can sleep on your plane. Like what? Like, what do you even say? Like, you know, big deal. That's even making you richer because probably you're not paying upkeep for. All of those homes, right? Like, <laughs> Fair. You don't have to pay staff, cleaning, all these things, right? So, technically, you're even richer. So, you're homeless. So, yeah, it, the, the quote was like, you know, being homeless. I was like, okay, well, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get it. That's like, baller status right now. Oh, yeah, I don't have a home. So, that's like. But I don't have a home, but I have $290 billion. How about that? <laughs> it's all gravy. That's a good note to end. So, you got something else you want to add? No, I think we're good for for today. Right. Got a lot more stuff coming for you guys next week. We got some gene editing talks coming up in a yes. few weeks as well. That's gonna be an interesting conversation. Probably be a really long one as well. Yeah. Um, go back and forth. We get a guest on, um, to share some views too. Like we said, we told you guys we're gonna be getting guests on this, yeah. uh, this uh, this year, right? So we're gonna try and do that and get a few guests on to you know shed some light on a few things for us. Yeah, that's really what's up. I'm excited about the guest episodes we have lined up, and I can't wait to be here again same time yeah 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 backyard conversations we'll be in a backyard this time yeah it's summertime so we need to start getting outside yeah we're gonna be outside (laughs) we're definitely gonna do an episode on one of our hikes too right so if you ever hear us panting or catching our breath it's probably because we're walking up a mountain somewhere exactly (laughs) all right backyard conversations we out all right